0: Welcome to Family Business Today, where we feature prominent local and national family business owners. We also talk to top family business experts to discuss relevant topics, including communications, business culture, family relationships, succession and estate planning, values, as well as conflict resolution. Brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business, I'm your host, Greg Lewis. Our guest today is Jeff Aiken, president of the Tennessee Farm Bureau in Columbia, Tennessee. Jeff and his wife, Carol, farm 900 acres near Telford in Upper East Tennessee. On today's podcast, we will be talking about the importance of the family farm and its future. Well, hello, Jeff. Thank you for joining us on Family Business Today.
1: Hello, Greg. Uh, Pleasure to be with you and uh, look forward to spending some time talking here and uh thank you for what uh you and uh family business are doing spread the message
0: well thank you very much well let's let's uh let's start out by talking about your family farm Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh carol and your farm up in near telford
1: so uh I'm, i'm the third generation to farm the land there in washington county uh uh been been blessed to to follow my passion for most of my life uh we operated a dairy farm until 2005 and today our operation consists of uh, a beef herd of of 600 head of cattle uh partly cow calf and and the rest are is a stalker operation uh so uh farm with two brothers Uh, we also uh grow grow burley tobacco when i left uh left the farm to come to this position we we were growing 100 acres and since i've left they've continually decreased uh the tobacco production and are now down to 30 acres uh we also uh grow uh corn for both silage and grain and and have a, a very successful straw market there so uh just uh love agriculture, love p- working with my family on a daily basis well that that's great well, so uh
0: Jeff, I know in your role as president of the Tennessee Farm Bureau, that keeps you in uh, Columbia, Tennessee, which is a a good good little commute to, uh, back to Telford uh, so you've told me a little bit about who's running the farm today, but uh, do you ever get a chance to get back up and uh, and uh put on your blue jeans and uh, do a little
1: farming yourself? Every opportunity that I get to uh, get back, I I certainly take advantage of it. Uh, Once you have it in your blood, so to speak, you just can't get it out. And so uh, most of the time, I would say I average getting back to the farm uh, about twice per month. my brothers like to like to joke that I only come home when it's raining or too wet to be able to do any farm work but uh, but but it it is good uh, I love the farm and love, love my family so oh, that's so important. every opportunity to get back we try to go there. Well that that's awesome you know and
0: family and farm really go go together so so well and so that's what we're going to talk about today. Well well let's talk a little bit about you know the United States Department of Agriculture states that 90 6% of the 2.2 million farms in the US are classified as family farms and 96% that is a lot so but according to a Farm Journal Media survey 80% of farmers say they plan to transition control of their operations to the next generation in the next 10 years but fewer than 20% of those say they were confident they have a good plan in place so tell tell me from your standpoint and you're a third generation why is succession planning important to protecting the family farm?
1: Well, it's a, it's a very critical aspect and you know, I would point out the uh the average age of the American farmer today is is 58 to 59 uh, somewhere in that range. So so uh we're getting to a point here where either we're either going to have a transition or, or a decline in in farming and in agriculture. So uh, I think there's a misconception among many that that considers agriculture today to be big business and corporate farming. And, and I think that 96% is a critical number that that folks need to realize that most farming is still family operations. Hmm. And uh you know, there there uh, there are many young people that, that have an interest and a desire to pursue a career in agriculture and farming. Uh, if you don't believe that, all you have to do is attend an FFA or 4-H event, and uh, you, you can see that passion and that desire.
0: Well, well, thank you for sharing that. I, I know uh, on our farm down in Murray County, uh, for years that uh, we raised three daughters on it, and uh, our girls were invo- involved in uh, Future Farmers of America and, and uh, uh, in, enjoyed that, and 4-H, and uh, I think even one of my daughters even won a, a state uh, soil judging contest one time. And so, uh, so we really appreciate we appreciate that. Yeah, you know, we talk about this this whole idea of of uh, tr- succession planning. Uh, we we tell people there's only three ways that you can tra- successfully transition from your business. One is is to transition it to your children. Uh, sell it to a third party, or the third one is to die in the seat. And uh, we really don't recommend that as a a viable succession plan because uh, there are so many tax liabilities and other issues that may uh, prevent you from being able to transition the farm, especially when there's uh, multi-generations involved, and in your case where you have uh, brothers, other brothers and everything. So having a good plan in place prior to an event happening is very, very important
1: well fa- farmland transition is a challenge uh, more so today than ever before I think especially especially in certain areas of Tennessee uh, where uh, the land use uh, is competing with uh, alternative uses you, you know such as residential and commercial and and so on, and many farmers not not just young farmers but many farmers struggle to compete. Uh, uh in 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 maintaining farmland when it's uh when there are other uses that that uh are creating higher values so so that's one of the challenges that we face here here at the farm bureau we actually have a program that i I am extremely fond of it it, uh, had a big big impact on my life it's our Young Farmers and Ranchers Program. Mm-hmm. It is it's designed for young people between the ages of eighteen and thirty five, and it uh, serves many purposes. One, it offers uh, leadership opportunities to those young people, but uh, also a platform to discuss the challenges that 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 age group faces that maybe the rest of the industry does not. Also allows allows them to be around. Uh, you know, uh, individuals with similar, uh, challenges and circumstances and, and it allows our organization, the Farm Bureau to offer support and guidance to those, uh, those young people. So that's one area that we're trying to, uh, have an impact on, on farmland transition. If, uh, If you have family, I I think that is the the easiest and most obvious way to transition. But uh, in today's world, uh, that's becoming more of a challenge. But uh, there are instances where there are those that young people that don't have a family farm, but they still have a passion and a desire to to, uh, be involved in agriculture. So it's something that we definitely are going to have to work on.
0: Very good. Very good. I know, uh, Jeff, I was recently uh, talking uh, to a uh, third generation uh, farmer down in uh, South Georgia. Uh, His grandfather had passed away in 2017 and uh, uh, his father and uh, three brothers, uh, the land was transitioned to all will to the four brothers uh, equally. And uh, the only problem was two of the brothers were farming the land and two of the brothers, one was an attorney and the other one was uh, a pastor. Well, you know, the ones that weren't involved in the land, they were wanting to sell, uh, a part of the land to be able to because they weren't going to get anything out of it farming wise and so uh it's caused a real conflict in relationships in the family because the even the livelihood of the farm uh, may be uh destroyed because 50 percent of the acreage has to be sold to take care of the estate planning well let's talk a little bit more about that uh so uh When I was talking to this five-generation family uh, farm owner recently, there's three, three generations involved in the family business. When I asked if there was a next generation being prepared to take over the farm, he said his seven-year-old nephew was the next generation. So when should a family farm owner start talking about transition planning with his or her family?
1: i don't think you can ever be too early uh to be planning for the future and that that's whether you're a farmer or whether you're a business owner or or organizationally try, trying to uh be proactive and plan for the future so uh I, I i will share my own personal experience uh carol and i uh don't have children uh one of my brothers uh has a son and a daughter that's a little older and the other brother has a son and a daughter. Uh the the one uh one brother his his children decided that they wanted to pursue careers outside of agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh the other one, my nephew uh, Justin is uh he, he's actually the one that came back into the farm and kind of filled my spot when I was elected as uh president of the Farm Bureau. Justin is 25. Uh, has loved agriculture since he was a little boy i mean he he was riding tractors and <laughs> actually driving tractors before he uh could could reach the clutch you know so mm-hmm. he's always he 's always had that interest and his sister jacqueline is is eighteen just graduated high school started college but both of them have an interest and a desire to to continue the farming operation so I think you start those conversations as soon as possible but don't uh, don't pressure or force uh force the issue allow them to make that that choice for themselves justin while he is back on the farm uh his his parents uh, encouraged him to go to uh on on through school and get a uh, education mm-hmm. and have have a trade so if uh you know he he had other options and I think that's critically important as well but I don't think you can ever start uh planning and talking about transition too early it's just critically important
0: oh well well thank you for sharing your personal story story there because what I what I hear uh, so often the, the problem especially when it comes to transitioning uh, a business is is there's really three problems that you have to deal with and you addressed all of them communications communications and communications is start having those communications as early as possible because transition planning is really not not an event it's it's a process and so having those conversations with family members that are not in the business that are in the business Business, uh, getting their educations, making the decisions themselves, really helps to make for a much more of a successful transition. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. So I know you talked earlier about uh, you know being in the dairy, beef herding, burley to, uh, tobacco, uh, and, but that uh, farming is changing uh, so much uh, today. So so today we hear a lot about farm to table agritourism how does today's family farm look different from the farm when you started farming
1: well it's uh, it's amazing the, the the changes that uh farming and agriculture are are encountering today uh you know the the farm to table uh in 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 my mind is is somewhat coming full circle to where we've been i i see that as <laughs> as a return to uh, the 1940s and 50s and 60s, when when so many people were trying to, to, not trying, they were forced to grow their own food, you know. So it it was truly a farm-to-table event in those years uh, for most every family. And and I think there's a new awareness, a new desire uh, for consumers to know, even though they're not producing it themselves, They want to know where it's coming from, how it was produced, who produced it, and uh, what they're what they're actually eating. And I I think that uh, is the demand. What has created the demand and the desire for the farm to table concept? Mm -hmm. Okay. Agritourism is. uh, I I view that as something totally different. There are many challenges uh, uh, to being successful on the farm, and uh, for those that have implemented agritourism uh, uh, activities on their farm, I think they have found that as a way to maybe supplement farm income and and be able to stay on the farm and stay viable. But the appeal of agritourism, what brings folks to the farm, is because now uh, so many are two or three generations removed from the farm. So these young people, uh, it's a great educational opportunity a great a great experience for them to come out and perhaps spend a day on the farm uh understanding animal agriculture and crops and and just all the all the great things that that consist and make up agriculture
0: very good very good just uh just a quick question um has the size of the family farm changed uh from uh uh, when you started farming and
1: what the average size of the farm is today that's uh that's one of the problems that creates the misconception that today's farms are not family farms the the average size of the farm continues to increase oh, okay and i think uh i i think it will have to uh you know it takes so many uh more acres now uh to be uh profitable and efficient than it than it did uh, years ago when I was a when I was a young man the the countryside in east tennessee was made up of of small farms that were very diversified today the farms are getting larger and uh I'm not saying the diversification is not there but uh, there is more of an emphasis on focusing on perhaps one one area of expertise in trying to do that as efficiently uh, and as uh, economical and as profitable as, as possible.
0: Well, thanks for sharing. If, if, I think if there's not one thing uh, that uh, I take away from, uh, from uh, our conversation today is that the farm is actually increasing in size, not decreasing in size. Thank you for sharing that. So we talk about family family values all the time and we, you know, there's uh, been TV shows over the years about uh, families and family farms and things go back uh, to uh, when we were children. So how do family values really help farmers and ranchers shepherd their family business carefully and responsibly to the next generation?
1: that uh that is one of the things that i think uh has the most appeal to being a farmer the the values uh the values that they happen and they happen really and truly uh in my life i never never recognized or or saw the values that that were being created and instilled in me and my brothers uh but but they happen gently and uh without recognition but I think they serve you well as a farmer they Mm -hmm. serve you they serve you well in all facets of your life and uh it's difficult to explain but uh that that transitioning transitioning them to the next generation uh uh in my mind it, it happens automatically it's just just a part of the process, and I think uh, uh, the farm is one of the few places that that that, that can occur
0: uh, that's that's awesome that's great uh, it, it's it's part of the DNA of the family and the farm is that uh, they're synonymous with each other and uh, that that is awesome because as the generations go three four five they may not even uh, have ever met the founder, and so those original values uh, may have, have been lost. But you're able to protect those. What do you mind sharing? Uh, uh, what are those fam- two or three family values that are very important to you guys that that you you, you never uh, want to uh, uh, violate or whatever?
1: So I, I would say uh, uh, faith in God mm-hmm. is is first. Yeah. First and foremost, okay. I don't think I don't think you can uh, work in God's creation without having an appreciation and a, and a love uh, for for our creator. Uh, so so when uh, if you are blessed to be a caretaker of the land and the animals, uh, you have to learn to trust that uh, you're going to get the the right weather conditions to produce crop. I mean, you, you cannot be self-sufficient. There has to be a trust right. in the Lord. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that is first and foremost. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, second uh, would be family. Uh, I have uh, spent my life, you know, m- my parents made uh, many sacrifices to allow me and my brothers to carry on the farming operation and uh, just the the love and the daily working together uh it, it's, it's almost indescribable um mm. the va- the value that that uh, has has meant to me but you know also uh in all my dealings um my parents instilled uh always be honest uh no no matter uh the circumstances. Uh, shoot straight, shoot straight with who you're dealing with, mm-hmm. and a strong work ethic. Uh, you know, you, there's just a lot of hard work involved uh, in being a farmer, but that hard work will serve you well no matter where you go, no matter what you do. And I I, I uh, hold that as a high regard. That that work ethic, not only myself, but I, I guess I'm guilty of of looking at others, and if I see a strong work ethic in someone uh i have confidence that they'll be successful mm-hmm. in whatever they they uh whatever endeavor they might choose to to pursue
0: oh that's great that's great
1: so f-
0: faith in god family honesty and a strong work ethic great faith family values to live by thank you for sharing that so we've been talking a lot about the farm and about uh, uh transition what's what's the greatest threat to today's family farm in your opinion Jeff
1: so I, I, I'm gonna paint it with a broad brush and that's that's not truly fair mm-hmm. uh, to do that but profitability is mm-hmm. I think the uh, the biggest challenge you know uh, it's it's very difficult uh, even if you work hard even if uh, everything all the other scenarios play out just perfectly there there is a small profit margin Mm -hmm. and so uh farm income has decreased uh 50 percent over the last five years and and this year is uh panning out to be another difficult year for our farmers so i don't know of another industry anywhere in the world that could take a withstand a 50 percent decrease in their income and survive so that is the biggest challenge now that that is there are a lot of other factors that that play into that profitability uh vantage point including you know we're we're dealing with trade and tariff issues today we're dealing with uh uh the high farm pro- land plan prices that I mentioned earlier create a challenge increasing prices of inputs and uh, kind of a stagnant commodity market so uh, no matter how much you love something, no matter how much you uh, enjoy being um, involved in it, uh, there, there's got to be a certain level of profit in order to be able to maintain that. And I, I think we are uh, today uh, very, very close to uh, being below below that point to where mm-hmm. it'll be difficult for many to hang on.
0: I see. I see. So while we are seeing an increase in the size of the farms, we're seeing a decrease in the profitability and the farm income that's coming from those. Well thank thank you for sharing sharing that. Well let let's let's change up just a little bit. You've you've referred to a few things that I think uh some of our listeners would appreciate hearing about. I know the Tennessee Farm Bureau is an advocate for many national and international issues that affect the family farm. So let's talk about it for a few minutes. Let's talk about a few of them. We've talked about the fondness of farmers and ranchers and small business owners to pass uh, their family ventures on to their children and grandchildren. How do estate taxes threaten the family farm? So
1: uh, there's a saying that uh, uh, most farmers are uh, asset-rich, cash-poor okay and uh, that 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 very much holds true uh when farmers have to pay estate taxes uh it typically results in in land uh, equipment cattle something having to be sold in order to satisfy those estate taxes because they in most cases they don't have money in the bank to satisfy those taxes. So their only option in in most instances is to uh, dissolve a portion or all of uh, the assets that they use to operate the business in order to satisfy those taxes. So that that's why estate taxes are are so difficult for agriculture community.
0: I see. I see. So I think what you're, you're, you're saying, too, is as is though is, uh, planning is very, very important to that. So having some type of transition succession plan in place before an event happens, like you're passing, retiring, or whatever, is very, very important to help in planning for the estate taxes and, and other liabilities that come along with those events
1: no doubt uh, with, without planning uh, uh farm and farms and farmland are are certainly jeopardized by state uh, by state taxes but but proper planning can uh, can allow the farm to continue uh on to another generation and obviously uh, the uh, the raised uh, le- level of uh, state tax exemption that that took place here a year or so ago was a great benefit, but uh, philosophically, we believe the estate tax should should be totally abolished.
0: Okay, all right, very good. Um, so we've been hearing a lot about the the China tariffs on imports. Uh, what effects that having uh, today on the U.S. farm economy?
1: It uh, is one of the most critical. Uh, times uh in US agriculture and Tennessee agriculture during during my lifetime hmm. uh most folks uh truly don't understand that we are in a global economy uh specifically for for the agriculture industry uh if if you look at the uh, corn field, one out of every four rows of that corn is exported somewhere outside the borders of the U.S. 95% of the world's population exists outside of the United States. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are blessed with an abundant and an efficient and a uh, very productive agriculture in this country. And so that survival is made possible by the export market. Obviously, China is a, uh, a big user of, of soybeans, uh, soybeans more than any other crop, but uh, also uh, pork and and corn and some others. So, we uh, here at the Farm Bureau we believe in free trade, but uh, we also believe in fair trade. I think most farmers have been patient and supportive of this administration. Uh, trying to trying to address and fix some of the problems that uh, that we experience in trade with china and we're hopeful and uh trying to be positive that we'll get a a good result out of it but trade is critical to uh agriculture and uh it it is uh stressful for our farming community right now you know uh this this China tariff and trade challenge actually creates a double whammy for for the ag community. Not only are the pro- products that farmers are selling being impacted because of tariffs that have been added on them, in many cases their input costs have uh, increased dramatically based off of increased tariffs that have been added to them. So uh it, it's, it's creating a real dilemma we are uh it's one of our priority issues to try to address and and get a resolution to as quickly as possible
0: okay all right thank you and uh, uh best wishes and and uh and doing that well you know uh, you mention you mentioned it there uh i really think the majority of americans may really be disconnected from where their food supply comes from uh now there's a uh understand the 2018 Farm Bill was written to provide farmers and ranchers a basic level of protection to help offset bad economic times and severe weather. Why is this important to farmers, consumers, and to the Tennessee Farm Bureau?
1: So uh, we call it a farm bill, and appropriately so. Uh, I I personally think uh, we should probably consider it as a uh, food bill. You know this country is uh is blessed to not be dependent upon any uh, outside sources uh, for for our survival uh, and food supply so uh the farm bill ensures that our farmers are able to stay in business through tough economic times by doing so it provides a uh, available abundant an affordable food product for every American citizen. So uh, I struggle a little when, when individuals are critical of uh, the Farm Bill being a subsidy mm-hmm. to our farmer. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's really subsidizing the food for each and every American, and I wish we would uh, consider it from that vantage point more so than other. But the Farm Bill is it is vitally important to to assist through the uh, the volatility of the markets, the uncertainties of weather, and to ensure that our farmers are able to stay in business for the long haul.
0: Oh, wow. Well, thank you. So we should look at it more as a food bill rather than a farm bill. Well, we're we're sort of winding down here to the end of our, our time together on Family Business Today, but uh, so just what what's one piece of advice that you would give to children who may be considering joining their family farm
1: someday? Well, my, my advice would be uh, to any young person is, is follow your dreams and uh, work, work at what you love. And if you love it, it'll never be work. And uh, I, I have experienced that throughout my life. I, I've been blessed to be a farmer, work with my family. I love that today I, I am blessed to uh be involved with the Tennessee Farm Bureau and get to get to uh serve and represent farmers across uh, across our state and across the country and, and it it truly it it's, i get up each and every morning with a passion and a, an a excitement to start the day that would be my advice to any young person is uh that don't box yourself in Follow your dreams, and uh, if you do that, you'll be happy, you'll be successful, and uh, life will be good. All right. Very good.
0: Very good. Follow your dreams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Clyde York and I used to talk about that a lot. So on the, on the flip side of that, what's the piece of advice you'd give to, to parents who may be considering asking their children to join the family farm?
1: from from my personal experience again i mentioned uh two nephews and two nieces right mm-hmm. uh, i i think uh i think you you will know I, I just think if you watch and listen and and uh pay close attention you will know if, if your children or grandchildren have that desire to continue or if their dreams are to do something else and and my advice is don't don't uh don't pressure or push them into something that they're not comfortable doing but if they if they have a desire to continue and carry on the farming tradition uh I would say support them and encourage them and help them any way that you possibly can oh well
0: the great great advice I think so often uh, uh parents have this desire for their children to uh uh join the family business whether they want to or not so <laughs> so i think the idea of don't pressure that's whether it's be a farm or any other family business is so important well i know you only get back to telford uh maybe a couple times a month and you know i know you're you're busy farming uh and growing products but you know one of the greatest uh, family events there is is gathering around the dinner table uh, on a Sunday evening and having conversation so in uh, in the Aiken family what do y'all talk about around the Sunday dinner table
1: you 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 are going to be uh, you're going to be disappointed at my response uh, <laughs> no, uh, to that to that question Greg uh, because I can tell you I uh, the spouses of uh, my my wife Carol and and my brothers uh Wives, they they get a little disappointed that typically we're talking farming. Okay, uh, it, it's uh, it's just so much ingrained into what uh, we do. I, I'm not saying that we're talking business on during Sunday at the at the dinner table, but it's just uh, you are evaluating, you are comparing, you are considering uh most folks have uh many other hobbies you know golf or sports or hiking or whatever it might be uh for me and my brothers i i think uh not only is farming our work it's our way of life uh, it's our hobby as well so we we are just totally consumed with agriculture okay
0: so so uh, you're 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 talking about your business, but your business is farming, and and uh, uh, that's okay. That's okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. That that's good. That's good. Well, uh, Jeff, we're coming to the end. Is there anything else you'd
1: like to add before we wind things down here for today? If I could mention one one other issue that's uh, mm-hmm. critically important uh, to to our industry today, and that's uh, that's immigration reform. And I know that that's a uh, Topic that is a little volatile
0: mm-hmm. or a
1: lot volatile, I guess. But uh, I, w- I would just ask your your listeners to consider three um, percent unemployment or three to four, whatever it is now, is a great economic indicator. Most most economists say that's a sign that our economy is strong, and I agree with that. But it creates a challenge uh, for as those farming operations get larger. It's not possible for just the family to do that anymore. You, oftentimes, you have to hire other workers to be able to either get a crop into the field or to harvest the product product when it's uh, when it's ready to be harvested. So uh, we have a great challenge trying to find farm labor today, much more so than ever before uh, in my lifetime, and uh, a workable. Guest worker uh, program for for agriculture is critical. Uh, we have a H-2A program that's been in place for 20 years, but it, it's in desperate need of reform. I have a great concern that if we don't address that, uh, we are going to get to a position to where we, are as a country, we're either going to have to import labor or we're going to have to import food. And personally, I, I am much more comfortable. Uh, importing the labor and, and knowing that the food products that we consume in this country are grown properly and, and under the right conditions. So, I, w- I would hope your listeners would would consider that that it is a true need uh, for the agriculture community.
0: Okay, all right, great way to great way to end our our, our time together. And thank you for sharing that with us, Jeff. Uh, thank you for being our guest on Family Business today. To learn more about the Tennessee Farm Bureau, visit their website at www.tfbf.com. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Family Business Day podcast brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business located in Nashville, Tennessee. Our passion is to help families deal with the unique challenges of working together in a family business and planning for a successful transition. As a special gift for joining us for today's edition of Family Business Today podcast, we would like to send you a free copy of 80 Questions Every Family Business Owner Should Answer. This assessment tool is designed to help you identify your business and family strengths and weaknesses, establish your priorities, and start you on working on your business rather than in your business. Send us an email today to info at tncfb.com and simply say 80 questions. To learn more about the Tennessee Center for Family Business, visit our website at www.tncfb.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.